0: the reality is is now on patreon and here are some of our fabulous supporters tracy newman my presence is a gift so remember the thank you note lily some people say i'm too much but she's just starting Marl farsi reading is fundamental and in farsi the reads are monumental tracy masters when you're the master of your own destiny no one can take you down Amanda Agosti, some Amandas are tech bots, but this Amanda is as real as it gets. Ade Ade Dokun. it may look like I'm stirring the pot, but actually I'm just smoking it. Paula Bertrude, if you think I'm a bitch, you're probably right, and you probably deserved it. Lola Del Rio, whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and I get it all. Naveen Jonathan, I'll give you the shirt off my back, and also by unsolicited opinion. Jada, people are intimidated by my great success, and my great ass. Deepa Canopoli. Some people say I have secrets, but at least they're not federal indictments. Hadil Ibrahim. Some things are too hot to handle, like me and the tea I spill. Srinadi Subramaniam. I have four degrees, eight syllables, and zero Fs to give. Shannon Anthony. There's no fun in moderation, but there's plenty of shade. Brianna Tooney. Some people strive for perfection, but I'm already there. Rita Ryan. Don't be fooled by my Midwest charm, because I'm nobody's fool. And finally, Beth. the secret to my success is staying out of your bs
1: (laughs) We we know who runs this podcast
0: what would you do without me
1: what would I do without you? Yes. I would not have a podcast. <laughs> I
0: would have a podcast. Yeah, I would have so much free time to like not dedicate to a podcast.
1: I would not have a podcast. I would be watching Bravo and chatting on Facebook because apparently I have, I have zero uh, knowledge of any other social media platform. <laughs> I didn't you know, listen to the last episode.
0: I don't know if you included that part. Or I did. That, but... <laughs> I know you I did. did. I know you did. Because it was so funny and you sound you're like so... you're having such a good time just like laughing at yourself. I mean, I'm also laughing along with
1: you. No, you but... laughed at me out loud <laughs> and, you know, to save face, I laughed at myself.
0: I'm like, what am I supposed to do if just I don't laugh at face? Oh. Man. All right, well. Welcome back to the show.
1: <laughs> you recorded this too. Oh I my did. God. <laughs> I'm
0: like, we you start just with.
1: Lo- you just love to put me on the spot and just whatever I say, you find it funny. Okay,
0: because, <laughs> because you are genuinely funny. Like, I feel like I have no, to No, like, I'm genuinely to- old. <laughs> no, no, you are genuinely. <laughs> Hilarious! So that is why I hit record, because I'm like, Are these going to say something that's going to make me crack up. Um, <laughs> okay, so today we're only talking about Vanderpump Rules. We usually uh-huh. talk on Saturday about Beverly Hills, along with something else. Have you mm-hmm. been watching Winter House? No, I, I forgot the
1: second episode. <laughs> I think I might have watched the second episode. I think this is like the fourth episode that came around, right? So I think I forgot to watch the last episode and the one before that because um, I just forgot. I didn't even know which day it was on and I forgot and then I did not miss it. So then I kept kept forgetting it.
0: (laughs) It's one of those shows that I will put on while I am like cooking or something. So, uh-huh. it's, but it is there are some like funny little bits about it. But the the most maddening thing about which, but wait, I should preface: we're not talking about Winter House today, really. Uh, we're just going to talk I about didn't Vanderpump watch Rules. It. No, well, you didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm barely watching it. Mm. We're only talking about Vanderpump Rules, but I did want to bring it up in comparison to Vanderpump Rules because mm. it's just this episode of Vanderpump Rules, like a majority of it was all of these guys getting drunk and playing games and all this stuff, right? And they're kind of doing the same thing in Winter House, except I'm telling you Winter House is like, it's like the Bachelor or like Mm -hmm. Bachelor in Paradise meets Jersey Shore. Summer House meets Jersey Shore. It's so weird because they all go into the house and then they're all like, who do you have your eye on? Like, You're in the house for two weeks together, three weeks together. What do you mean? Who do you have your eye on? Like, can you not go three weeks without fucking someone? I don't understand these people. Yeah, because this is...
1: See, we have said that winter house, we we like summer house because these bozos would be going to a summer house anyways, whether they were cameras or not. So they would just go because they want to enjoy the summer in the Hamptons. And there's s- summer in the Hamptons means a lot of different things. Yeah. Yes, they all hook up and they get drunk and all that. And they fight in the house. But there's other things happening, including a summer in the Hamptons with different parties that they go to and all of that. Yeah. It doesn't feel contrived. Winter House feels more like a Big Brother. Like where they have yeah. to put it in. And they've been told, you have this six weeks, and whatever happens, happens. Cameras everywhere. This is the formula for Winter House. You you guys are going to get drunk like in Summer House, you're going to hook up, and you're going to do all of these other things, but there's nothing outside of that.
0: Absolutely nothing outside of it. They have like theme parties, and then they get drunk, and then they Mm -hmm. hook up with each other, and it's very very boring. boring. Like That stuff is boring to me in my late 30s. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I don't really want to watch it. It was funny because i was watching on Vanderpump rules this, this episode they get drunk kind of and play games and i was like this is my scene i wouldn't mind being there you know
1: no i wouldn't mind it but i also don't want to see my scene my regular party scene on tv what am no. i being Never. right because that is That's what true. i felt about Vanderpump rules was Oh my god this is so boring. If I needed to do this I would have gone to my own parties.
0: I was still laughing really hard at some scenes. I don't know. I okay. found it to
1: go on
0: and on and on. I was well, like, yes. "Okay." So,
1: this so- is the longest episode of Vanderpump Rules ever.
0: Okay. So, so today we're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules and then we're also going to do some questions from our Patreon from the Ask Your Auntie section. If you follow us on Patreon and you're subscribed to the Ask Your Auntie level, please submit your questions. You can DM them to us. But besides that, we're gonna also do a segment called Good Tweet, Bad Tweet, which was Arthi's idea because <laughs> lately we've been very active on the Twitter, so much so this afternoon that I had to mute a thread because you cannot talk about Candace on Twitter. Mm-hmm. If Candace accidentally likes or retweets your tweet about her, forget it. Okay, did she entire- do that yes and and i had to mute the tweet
1: oh is that why so many people came out to say how much they how much we suck and <laughs> nobody said how, horrible how we much are. we
0: suck they were like why do you have to bring race into everything and i wanted to be like oh, we better not listen to our podcast yeah
1: <laughs> but also so anytime you bring Candace in, you're bringing a bunch of crazies yes. from both sides for both pro sides. and against Yeah. And anytime you bring Michael Rappaport, you're bringing even bigger crazies. Yes. And so now you put the combination of Michael Rappaport and Candace tweet. I'm surprised Twitter hasn't crashed.
0: (laughs) Where's our blue check? Should we get a blue check for surviving that? Yeah, just for that. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Pump Rules. We started with these boys playing basketball. Everybody's just talking about this, like, situation with Lala. We find out that James has been allowed back into Sir, and he's going <laughs> to have a soft opening of See You Next Tuesday. I was like, does anybody else hear what I just heard? Yeah. A soft opening <laughs> of See, oh, you, next See, See you Next <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Yep so we see a lot more of charlie this episode too we explore her friendship with all these people i will say that you can tell that in this group of people that's hanging out besides katie the rest of them have like a genuine friendship with each other you can tell that like they all really love hanging out with tom and ariana at their house Mm -hmm. so as a result they're gonna have this like food party for charlie who has expressed her food traumas in the past and her food issues Mm -hmm. the other big storyline is sweet raquel's nose and sweet (laughs) raquel's Nose is going to be fixed by none other than paul nasa yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but that was, was like lvp doing this huge big arc of a storyline yeah first of all i'm surprised that they're friends oh oh yeah she picked him over uh, during the divorce she did not pick the maloof hoof no she-, <laughs> <laughs> she picked paul she was like, what can I get from either of them? Paul, yes, Paul. More you can surgeries, do, yes. You can do more surgery for me.
0: Hey, Paul, can you make Ken look like he's awake? <laughs> <laughs> what can you do about his eyelids? We need to keep them open. <laughs> yeah. Also, Paul looks crazier than ever.
1: Yeah, Paul looks crazier than ever. But compared to the Dubrow, Paul looks at least looks, still looks like Paul and not like Paulina
0: paulina i mean yeah dubro looks bad what's his first Mm -hmm. name todd harry harry
1: (laughs) but the one thing that I, i know we'll come to it but i just want to make it a point that ken is there to support lisa so much however lisa just takes him for granted She has him doing Katie and Tom's accounting. She she has him supporting Lala and her crisis. Like, why? Why is Ken there? And then... She just randomly just invites people over to dinner without even consulting with them. She's like, Okay, tomorrow, dinner. Yeah. Did you ask Ken if it's his nap? Ken time? Is because they're looking sure uncomfortable. He's like, bitch, I didn't even want to come to this coffee thing. And now <laughs> yeah. you're going to invite them to dinner the next day? Yeah. I have to sit with these two
0: again? <laughs> <laughs> At what point? Because it was so stupid. Like, Lala at, at that soft opening of Sunt, Lala is sitting with Rand and Lisa and Ken. And Lala says something like, I don't want to have a situation with Tom Sandoval because then he likes to measure dicks, and mine's always going to be bigger. And they yeah. cut to like Rand, who kind of like shrugs and is like, Oh, that's my fiance. And they, <laughs> and,
1: and, and have Ken-, Ken in the back. Ken is in the corner and he's like, confused. He's like, Wait. Which one of our mattresses is this again? I thought it was the other one. <laughs> He's so
0: confused. He probably thinks Lala is still like Teddy Mellencamp. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Raquel is going to get her nose fixed. We do get a, a confirmation that this whole thing where Raquel is freaking out about telling the story about James. The issue is not that James hurt Raquel because the anticipation of it really sounds like he Yeah, her, like right? there was a fight. And that's what
1: everybody's jumping to that conclusion. And Raquel is so dumb, dumb. She doesn't realize that that's what everybody is thinking. But Raquel's worry and anxiety is about a whole other kind, of other set of worries.
0: And then so like, she like tells the story of how he he bumped her nose, and then she looked at James's mom, and his mom said, "Oh my God, your nose is against your cheek." <laughs> and then, and then James flips out on his mom. So. Her anxiety was more about, one, my nose is fucked up. And two, I don't want to tell the story because James got really mad that day. So like, yes, in like Raquel's sweet little bambi-eyed brain, she she's like taking the trauma of that moment and just like, I can't tell the story. No, it's it's literally.
1: Yeah, it's literally the word bump, right? Because (laughs) Raquel's so James's mother said, well, he bumped your nose and now your nose is on your cheek. (laughs) <laughs> then james lost it like i did not bump her nose that's all why her nose is on the cheek blah 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 right yeah and then raquel said but i have to use the word bump to describe what happened but i know that word is a trigger for you so like, but <laughs> i do have to sh-. that's how it feels like it. the, the issue is so small okay. but in raquel's mind it's huge James is, of course, a complete asshole. Hundred percent, right? James's fear is that he's going to end up having Michael Jackson, yes, as his wife because he's like she's going to keep working on it. The more she, her nose is already thin, the more she works on it,
0: she's going to destroy her nose. And yeah, then, she, he's worried about a Brandy Glenville situation. Yes, you know, like,
1: and he's also worried that he says what he's even more worried about is that if. It was his fault that her nose is now messed up. Yeah. Then he has to shell out $30,000 <laughs> to get
0: okay. it fixed. I'm not going to lie. At that meeting or at that doctor's yeah. appointment when Paul was like, it's probably that the surgery wasn't that good. And yeah. that's why your nose got so messed up. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't James. And James celebrates in the confessional. Honestly, I cracked the fuck up. I was laughing I so hard. I was like, oh, this good is, for
1: you, James. Oh, look at their crisis of their, in their <laughs> life. This is the stressful moments in their lives I almost feel like oh my god you guys have you still have to grow up so much when you finally become adults and you have real stressors yeah (laughs) can you imagine this is the biggest stressful thing they have in their mind
0: I I can't (laughs) I
1: can't Raquel's nose looks perfectly fine to me. Everybody could not believe that there's a she had done a, gotten a nose job. Nobody believed that, and B that there was something wrong. It's only when she kept pointing to it and people stared no, at. No, she's
0: it. yeah, she's literally like taking but her finger and pushing yeah. her nose away, and she's like, "Look how crooked it is!" And like nobody <laughs> thinks that. Yeah, no And then on that. top, of, I did see what she meant by it in yeah. Paul's
1: big picture that he went up the up Raquel's nostril
0: and they're showing the big I'm like what if she had a booger up there what are you doing I just what love that it, it? like he has this like big presentation room and he pulls with out this point- like old timey pointer <laughs> you know you could tell it's like one of those retractable like, ones like when he's done with it ones he collapses. That,
1: also come, that also serves as a pen yeah. <laughs> honestly he was, he was writing one. with it and then he <laughs> put it on it <laughs> One. <laughs> I'm um, sure you can find it on Wish
0: <laughs> with Mary Cosby's Louis Vuitton. Yeah. <laughs> I did think James. <laughs> I did think James was being an asshole by the end of the episode, but then yeah. right before he was an asshole, I did appreciate that at Charlie's party, James brought samosas. I <laughs> know he did. <laughs> you know where he couldn't eat those samosas? <laughs> at Villa Rosa. <laughs> Deep cut to our podcast. (laughs) Deep cut to the first episode. Yes. And then we have a lot of the (sighs) talk. Okay, here's my thing. Okay, mm-hmm. I know you love him, but we need to stop trying to make. You know, it's not we. Tom Sandoval needs to stop trying to make Tom Sandoval happen. I
1: don't love him. I, I like lo- him. I like him better than. I mean,
0: yeah, the pile yeah. of garbage.
1: Mm-mm. I I I think he is great TV, just like Marion and Classy. That doesn't mean I love him. This but psychedelic
0: episode, this like uh, the, the scene yeah. where they like take the yeah. mushroom tea and all this stuff. I was like, I'm. So bored.
1: Yeah, but also I think they didn't take the psychedelic mushrooms, I don't think. They took the ones that help you focus. There are different mushroom teas and there are ones that are help you super focus. Okay. I think that's the one they took. Are you talking for the then, experience? And then the producers started putting all kinds of lights and music oh, to make those it those lights
0: good. were already Tom Sandville. Oh, so Yes, was, that's the true. The fact that Tom is like the fact that Ariana was like, I can never have a party without Tom putting up those lights. I'm like, he's worked at Surf for like his entire career. Yeah. All it of Lisa like Vanderpump's her. establishments are like pink and purple lights. I
1: know. <laughs> and his makeup probably only looks good in that light.
0: Oh my god, great point. That's probably what it is. Lala is so annoying this episode. Lala is terrible.
1: I don't know. I don't like her. I don't like Ren. I don't like the whole...
0: Like, she's coming in, and like, even her conversation with Ariana, she's trying to pose it with, like, look at all these men. They're always yelling and abusing everyone. It's like, did you listen to the last Watch What Crappens episode where they talked about Vanderpump rules? Mm -hmm. And I think, like, Ben or no, Ronnie read like an excerpt from a Reddit. It's just, this is so stupid. I'm literally talking about listening to a podcast where somebody on the podcast read a part of a Reddit. Like, you should just go and listen to it. But, in it, Ronnie talks about how Rand is, like, a complete asshole, and there's yeah. multiple posts about him being a complete asshole. So Lala being here, like, my upstanding fiancé, and right. like, Tom Sandoval's, like, always oh, yelling at women, and, like, Brock is an abuser. Like, her coming in and being, like, oh, look at all these men who, like, don't know how to treat women right is, like, mm. such a – Bullshit. So she- I do
1: think that um, um you know Lisa Vanderpump loves a broken bird that marries yes. rich and becomes yes. richer and then she will give that woman of the rich man equal footing to herself so now (laughs) lala is like okay now you're married to ran who is quote-unquote rich so now you can be you and i can have teas together while the others go and get drunk now you are an older woman a wiser woman you have grown so much lala you've changed so much lala she hasn't changed anything what do you mean? not at all not at all. She's still, she's still annoying. She and is. And they keep praising her and supporting her. And all because she's with Ran. The minute she has separated herself from Ran, she's going to go back to being a server in Sir. Right? Yeah, that's it, it, Lisa's not going to give her, you know, in our language, cause.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, Lisa is going to love the fact that Lala needs to like climb back up the ropes as like a little broken bird. Like, oh no, broken bird doesn't have anywhere to go. Let me like help her out. Would you like to do some shifts at Sir? I'm not raising the minimum wage. Yes. Like that's what <laughs> she's going to do. And like Lala then talking to Sandoval at the soft opening of Sunt I mm-hmm. think Tom brings up such a good point to mm-hmm. be like you. You have boundaries and we've all respected those boundaries. Right. And you are now forgetting those boundaries for other people and you're crossing those boundaries. And her being like, I was called a whore and a homewrecker. I'm so glad they flashback because I was like, actually, mm. you were called that by everybody who's no longer on the show. Who right. you're saying essentially without saying it. You're saying, I don't belong here. I feel like I don't belong here. Yeah, you don't belong here because the people who called you a whore whose ass that you're kissing now are no longer on the show. Except for Katie. And she's there. And you're friends with her.
1: Yeah. So where do you not belong? That's such a great point
0: why are you getting mad at Sheena when Sheena Mm -hmm. has never done anything wrong to you? Sheena is the one that's respected you. And I'm shocked that Tom didn't bring that up himself. Like to say, none of us have ever done that. I mean, he did say, you know, that used to really piss me off. It used to piss me off when people said that shit about you. Yeah, And then to her be like, I've earned my place. And like, I just wish that everybody would like give me a pass and like all this stuff. Like It has nothing to do with what she did to Sheena. She is such a fucking deflector and a manipulator. And it doesn't matter that she doesn't drink anymore. She's still an asshole.
1: Yeah. And I think Brock also said it best, where he said that she's saying that I will behave however I will. And then I will blame you for pointing that out to me. So you cannot, I'm not going to change, but you should, you should, you should respect that. Yeah. While being completely a huge asshole. So I think. Oh, Lala drives me nuts. But you know Ariana and Tom Sandoval's antics, and now Charlie's antics—you know—make
0: up for it. Yeah, they do. Now, would you eat chinos angeladas? <laughs> I would if it's vegetarian. I bet I, she does I'd make out. them vegetarian.
1: Ooh, then I would definitely eat them. They probably taste like shoe. She shoe. <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> but I would taste it
0: I, I just loved it I love I love that like I love that like Charlie Charlie at this food party is eating mussels which is like it's a food that is famous for having a disgusting texture I know. she eats it and she's like it's actually not bad and then she has the enchiladas and she's like these are not good the texture is really weird <laughs> how can you have
1: how can you mess up the texture of an enchilada. Maybe so, she didn't use it. So, but corn then also, tortilla. why are we listening to a person who has not eaten a lot of different things in her life?
0: She's <laughs> not a judge of food texture. At the same time, she's now only eating the finest foods. So oh, no. she might actually have incredible <laughs> ideas about what food should taste like. Like, You know, Sheena, like, we're all biased because a lot of our food preferences Mm -hmm. are based on, like, feelings and emotions of, like, growing up and foods that we ate growing up and, like, Mm -hmm. your palate grows over the years. Like, that's why, like, I'll still eat mac and cheese with cut up hot dogs because that's, like, a food I ate when I was, like, six, right? So, like, (laughs) Charlie actually might have a leg up on us. But, like, also, I don't think that anybody likes her enchiladas because in the flashbacks of the game of, like, enchilada, enchilada. (laughs) (laughs) There was one scene where she was like, how come there's no enchiladas on your plate?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love, I love Sheena so much. (laughs) She doesn't. I was like watching a little bit of last week's episode as we started watching this one. And they showed where Raquel went and told Sheena what the others were talking about. And yeah. Sheena's expression, she didn't move. She's like, yeah. She didn't get upset and go and scream and yell or anything. She was like, yeah, I expect that from Lala. Her whole expression was like, yeah, Lala does that and that's not fair. And she doesn't even get mad. She's so level-headed. And she's, she understands that this is what Lala thinks does not matter. It does not matter in her everyday. And she's so, in some ways, she's the most confident in that group.
0: <laughs> well. Okay, well this will this this last bit I want to talk about on the show, which will segue mm-hmm. into our segment called Good Tweet, Bad Tweet. The one part of this episode that made me laugh very hard was mm-hmm. when they go over to Charlie's house, Lala and Brock, and Brock is like <laughs> one Brock like makes fun of uh Sheena. Um <laughs> Did I say Lala and Brock? I did. Yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Sheena and Brock. Sheena and Brock. I love the fact that Brock makes fun of Sheena because he's like, Who hasn't she fucked me? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like yeah go down the list: john mayer yeah. jesse metcalf that, she, She's like what jesse metcalf i just played i just played <laughs> poker with them <laughs> but then she talks about this like seven minutes whatever the tv yeah. you know hang on. the tv up for seven minutes so they did that they hung up the tv and it was five minutes <laughs> which leads us to our new segment called good tweet bad tweet so she, Charlie last night tweeted a picture of the TV smashed on the ground. Yep. You saw that. And it said, update on the TV Brock hung up LMAO. It literally fell at 4 a.m. We thought someone was breaking in. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hilarious. It was so funny. It was Tom Girardi. (laughs) yeah right it, somebody <laughs> same burglar as tom girardi <laughs> maybe tom Girardi. maybe brock hung a
1: tv in tom girardi's office
0: maybe it wasn't a burglar after all it was just a tv crashing maybe well sheena so that was my i love that tweet i thought yeah. it was a great tweet
1: <laughs> good sheena, tweet, re- good
0: tweet good tweet <laughs> Sheena responds, she quotes that tweet, and she responds with, And you knew y'all didn't have the proper tools or anchors for him to do it that day? He got it up quickly and did all the steps for the vlog. It was never secure. (laughs) So Charlie responded to it saying, Oh my God, Sheena, it's a joke. Did you sit all night mad about this? And we did. (laughs) didn't even see she goes but legit it's funny it's not that deep boot and charlie posted this this clip haha
1: laugh funny that's funny to me it's funny
0: yeah do you have a sense of humor (laughs) i was like i love charlie oh my god but it gets worse then sheena responds to it saying i don't do twitter fights with friends only state facts check your (laughs) texts And this is why I will never stop watching Vanderpump Rules. Because, like, yes, Sheena is so mature. Lala is being such an asshole. Sheena's, like, showing so much growth. And then Sheena does something like this. And I'm like, (laughs) how? (laughs) Are you still? Like, I bet you she's going to do, like, an hour and a half episode on shenanigans about (laughs)
1: this. I love Sheena so much.
0: Sheena is the Karen Huger of this show. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. <laughs> she is because she's like harmless for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> like Sheena is someone that would be like, "You wish death upon my husband," <laughs> right? But then there's something really major happens, and
1: they don't. She won't say anything. Yeah, she's like whatever. Something silly happens, and then she will make a big deal of it. Exactly. Oh my God. Oh, that was a good laugh. Yeah. That was the good tweet and the bit bad tweet. Yeah. It was hilarious <laughs> to me.
0: You know, honestly, Sheena's tweets weren't even that bad. They just made me yeah. laugh. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to check out a bad tweet, I guess, the bad tweet <laughs> would be our tweet, which is apparently <laughs> blowing up. So Michael Rappaport was on mm-hmm. Wendy Williams. He was doing a guest host. And Candace, when they found out about it or something, Candace Tweeted about it and, and get this melty face Dingleberry. My TV. That's a good tweet. That's, That's an, an amazing tweet, Candice.
1: <laughs> you know, and people are like, "How dare <laughs> she come for him?" Wait, I mean, come on, come on! Forget about who is saying what about whom. Just the the
0: phrase "melty face Dingleberry." <laughs> come on, you have to appreciate it. You have I'm, to. I'm going to title this episode melty Dingleberry because it's <laughs> so funny.
1: Oh, my God. Yes.
0: So, <laughs> I, so then he went on, Wendy Williams, and he talked about it. Ugh. <laughs> why do people keep giving him platform I don't understand mm-hmm. and, and if you Vivit, are confused about like Michael Rappaport like oh Candace came for him and like he's just responding go and look at his history with Kenya Moore and his history with women in general mm-hmm. it's not good if you just want like a basis of why we hate him he Instagrammed a story where he compared Kenya to an actual gorilla mm-hmm. and I don't know in what world you think that that's acceptable like mm-hmm. you're on almost like what 50 year old man and you're behaving this way he's probably over 50 but anyway i tweeted about it from our twitter and i said breaking news mediocre straight white man and washed up actor michael ravaport attempts to resuscitate his career by insulting women of color on reality tv Mm -hmm. and since yesterday yeah the internet has been saying that why must we bring race into everything this isn't racial candace deserves it
1: she and even if she was
0: not black, he would have said that about her. Yeah, it would still not be okay. It's yes. still not okay, especially because Michael Rappaport has been like literally praising Erica Jane nonstop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He thinks Erica Girardi is like the most innocent lamb in all of this. He thinks that she's such a fucking victim and like he cares about her more than the actual orphans mm-hmm. and widows. So, yeah.
1: He's always picked the wrong ones. He's he used to like um, Kelly a lot, Kelly Dodd a lot. He always exactly. picked the wrong one. Yeah. exactly. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Do you have any good tweets or bad tweets? No, I don't actually. You said you used up all of the ones I said, right? Except for one, maybe, where Meredith Marks agreed. I am the Mary Whisperer. She's the Mary Mumbler. Oh no, she whispers. Did you see the previews? Yes. In one scene, she made Mary Cosby into Ray Huger. <laughs> Did. Ray found Karen quicker than Mary found her, but Ray had to go up the stairs
0: and Mary had to go down the stairs. But- In Mary's defense, she mm-hmm. doesn't really interact with other human beings, so that's true. There's that. That's true. All right, let's take some questions from our Patreon. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, we are Patreon.com/slash/TheRealityIsPod. Okay, another anonymous question. I work for the NHS in England. This year, I have been doing three additional jobs to my actual salaried role. I was deployed to work in vaccine clinics for six months, asked to assist in processing online doctor consultations, and now facilitating group sessions, all while still doing my real job with no cover. I asked for a bonus and was turned down because my contract, it says I can be asked to take on additional work to meet the needs of the business. Now, I love my job. My manager is pushing for me to get a bonus, but we are getting blocked. I don't know what to do because I don't want to leave and need to pay my mortgage. (laughs) I just feel like I'm doing the work of four people for the price of one, and honestly, it ain't great. This was all inspired because we have an episode on our Patreon about mediocre white men because I'm kind of in a similar situation Mm -hmm. at my job. So. What would you advise? this person?
1: This is the classic situation where other duties as a sign. The very last line on your job description always says other duties as a sign. (laughs) Yeah. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. And typically as you do your job very well, and it's usually the people who do the job very well who get punished with this, is that more and more responsibility is given to you. But it just does not come with, you know, increase in pay adjustment or a pay adjustment to increase increase your pay. And that is pretty much the worst thing ever. Now, yeah. I don't know how it works in England. think it would be pretty similar is this is where the proper thing to do would be to document all of the extra work that you're doing, including hours per weekly hours, and then writing, sending it to HR and saying you want your contract adjusted. Yes. And not necessarily your pay and yes. say that because I'm doing outside and this is this many hours, it does not make sense for for my contract work description, my job description to be the same. My job description needs to be adjusted.
0: Ooh. And once you
1: do the job description adjustment, then they cannot refuse you the extra dollars that would come with increased workload. So yes. adding it to your, moving it from the miscellaneous line, from the as duties assigned to actual duties makes a difference.
0: Yeah. Also, it would be, I think, helpful along that same line to look at the job roles of people who might be a level above you or two levels mm-hmm. above you. Yes. How much of their job you're doing. Correct. Because then you can say, I'm working at a level that is a level or two levels above my pay grade, and I think that I should be paid. Right. And it's not
1: that once in a once in a while kind of deal. This is a regular weekly this many hours worth of work that I'm doing that is at a pay grade higher than this. Yeah. Takes a lot to document that. It takes a lot of follow up with HR and having that conversation. If you're willing to do that, then you should do it. The other way of looking at it is, hey, I have this experience. Who else is willing to pay me higher for the same level of experience? And if you can change jobs, look for other jobs or at least at the very least, get an offer that you can take to Mm -hmm. this job and say, Mm -hmm. hey, look, this is what they're willing to pay. Now, this she works for NHS. She works for a government organization and institution. That may be hard to do because there's not. NHS is NHS. You don't yeah. have multiple NHS to con- you know, compare notes with. Yeah. This is the pay that it is. So because she's in the government, I would suggest that she actually document it and talk to their HR equivalent if they have one. It's basically showing that you're already doing another job.
0: Yeah. And, and it's documented. a good thing that you have your boss working with you right. and trying to advocate for you because I think that does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I would try to dig into like what's costing them that blocker and all that stuff Mm -hmm. i hope you don't get fired because we're telling you to do this (laughs) i know no we're just telling
1: her the right way to do it (laughs) the wrong way to do it would be to yell and scream and find other people and find out who else is getting paid what and then um you know being aggressive about it now that that may get you fired but it's not the wrong way but it is the
0: riskier way to do stuff yes for sure okay i have another question Now, if
1: the severance package is great and that is actually something you (laughs) might want, maybe that's not a bad
0: way to Listen, my life goal is to work really hard at a company until I'm like 45 and get like a six severance package for like mm, four or five years. That's too long. 18 months. And then be like, you know what? I'm going to start a new career in that 18 months that I get a severance package.
1: 10 years ago, I had the same dream and now I'm podcasting. (laughs) Well, look at that! Not for the money, but (laughs) for my sanity.
0: (laughs) Okay, I have another question.
1: That's like a lottery ticket that you described.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Okay, Jessica Riley asks. Okay, weddings. (laughs) Okay, weddings are expensive. How do we find the balance between saving money and not being bad hosts?
1: Uh you're
0: asking two women who, by the way, were not involved in their weddings at all. Like mm-hmm. besides like being there, like we weren't mm-hmm. involved in the financial setup of our weddings. But go ahead, Earthy, give your advice.
1: <laughs> I, depends on who you invite, right? If you invite people that will understand where you're coming from and what your tastes are and how you like a simple wedding and all of that. And they truly, truly care about your marriage and your joy and are there for the right reasons, they would not mind a simple wedding. Yes, But if you are like my parents, who (laughs) invited everybody under the sun. Yeah. And in India, in Indian weddings, that's what we do. We invite everyone, everybody that we ever knew and will ever know. um, Yeah. And that can get pretty expensive. So it's about finding the balance between the number of people you invite and also finding, coming up with a list of things that you feel is important to the wedding ceremony that you cannot live without. Yeah. But narrowing it down and saying, okay, it's like, you know, what Coco Chanel said. You make that list of the minimum and then take two more items out of it. And Isn't that what Tom time. Sandoval
0: also said on this episode yeah. of Rules?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said somebody said that. <laughs>
0: uh yeah i i think that's absolutely right i think i wish that i had the opportunity to only invite people that i really truly wanted to be at my wedding Mm -hmm. who i know like celebrated me Mm -hmm. getting married to my husband and if i had done that my wedding would have still been pretty big but it would have been about 200 people Mm -hmm. i had 475 people at my wedding okay so like less than me i mean it was also america yeah that's true in america you had 475 people. yes you know that many
1: people in america my parents do oh wow (laughs) i i'm looking at my facebook account to see how many people i know (laughs) because uh these are people that i don't even know like i haven't even met but i talk to them every day so i guess i would invite them
0: (laughs) no my parents if, if i think about my wedding and i think about just our friends i have only 245 friends
1: even on facebook Okay. I mean, I, can't, I don't know what to tell how, you. You've been here you since 1995. 400. Yeah, but still, 400? Yeah. We very social people
0: then. Well, we have a lot of family and a lot of yeah. our families in America. But, like, if we looked at just between my husband and our, our actual friends, non-family uh-huh. members and non-friends yeah. of our parents, yeah. we only had three tables of our friends. That's uh, yeah. 30 people. Yeah. That's it. So going back to Jess's questions, I think you have to find the people who are like truly going to celebrate you and have a really good time. You need to look at the things that you really, really care about. Let me tell you something. One of my best friends got married. She was the first one to get married out of our group. Mm -hmm. My best friend from high school, Kristen, she got married on the Jersey Shore. It was not ratchet. It was a lovely wedding. But Mm -hmm. she got married in the morning and then we Mm -hmm. had like a brunch reception.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. A
0: brunch reception is where it is at because first of all, you're done. By, six, yes. by like 3, 4 o'clock, you're done. Yeah. Everybody gets to go and hang out. You go get some cheeseburgers, you hang out on the boardwalk, okay? Yeah. And then also, a brunch spread is amazing.
1: <gasps> and Who doesn't want not- an omelet
0: station? Yeah. they And it's cheap, but yes. so much fun.
1: So much fun. So much fun. You don't have to buy any expensive wines. No. You could get away with mimosas. Yes. And some, you know, punch, some yeah. food punch of some sort. And you can make it very casual and an omelette station. And, Mm. you know, just amazing. Yeah, that would be awesome because everybody would love that. Everybody will eat everything. You don't have to figure out menu as much and you don't have to make it formal and expensive. It's not sit down. It's It's not casual. You can keep it in the morning. Oh, my God. That sounds like a fun wedding. Jessica, if you have that, I'm coming. Yeah. add me to that add me to
0: you might have 30 people make me 31 <laughs> also Jess if you need a recommendation for a photographer i have a very good one Oh, yeah i'm just going to go ahead and slap my friends in for where Jess is will travel Wisconsin. oh yeah she'll travel everywhere nice. um that's it this is a nice little short congratulations
1: sweet Jess by the way on your engagement we didn't even say that she just got engaged
0: well girl, i don't know oh i knew <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, guys, that was it for this short and sweet episode. That w- Okay, so by the way, we usually record our Saturday episode on Thursday night. So by Thursday night, a majority of the Bravo news has yep. already hit yep. the space. Today is Wednesday night, and so anything could happen by Saturday. I'm sorry that we didn't talk about it. Oh, wait, I just saw one more thing.
1: mm Oh, on the tweet, you're doing this disclaimer for the bad tweet, good tweet. I'm like, what is,
0: where is she going with this? No, but like in general, right? Because <laughs> right, like right, people, right. something might happen where, I don't know, Ramona gets yeah. fired by Friday morning and then we're suddenly yeah. like not talking about it. So... Okay, Queens of Bravo on Twitter posted this little bit that Kenya Moore said about Ultimate Girls Trip. Moore went on to say that she didn't walk away from Ultimate Girls Trip with the feeling that Singer is racist, as in Ramona Singer. I didn't get the the I didn't get that sense, said <laughs> I didn't get that sense, the gone with the wind fabulous songstress said. <laughs> <laughs> I love the internet. <laughs> oh my god. I can't even read it. I was like, what a dumb <laughs> sentence. But then she completed with, I got the sense that she was just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, she was a run of
1: the mill jerk. She's not like, don't give her some special status. And
0: Queens of Bravo tweeted that and said, this is the nicest thing anybody has said about <laughs> said Ramona about- in a long time. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Yeah. That's a that on that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We'll talk to you on the bonus or... The reality is, is now on Patreon, and here are some of our fabulous supporters: Jesse
1: Willis. I may not run in traffic, but I'll give you a run for your money. Roadie.
0: When you work in quality assurance, perfection comes easy. Tori Tuchilo. When Tori steps on the scene, you are his story. Eugene Henderson. In the game of life, I choose Jeopardy. Maria M. Where I come from, they sing "God Save the Queen." The truth is, it's actually me. Becca Simon. If you can't stand the heat. Come to Minnesota. Jill Hirsch. Your petty drama. Can't take this warrior down. Jamie Allrunner. Some people call me cold, but it's not me. It's that Minnesota weather. Sarah Gibbs. You may not like the cut of my jet, but that's what you get from Sarah Gibbs. Richie D. If you can't be cool, you can't be with Caduce. Megan Shaw.
1: I may be a model, but I'll never be your model minority. Samaj
0: Bloodson. The fun bus is here, and I'm driving on the turn Pike. Eleanor Manning. I ran with a fabulous circle of people, and they're not even on my payroll. Danny McLaughlin. First, I came out, and now I'm coming for everything. Kelly Paper. I may be from down under, but don't ever underestimate me. Seiran Hayati. In Sweden, we have ABBA, IKEA, and if you mess with me, some other four-letter words. Jessica Riley. Where I come from, money can buy you anything, but I'll take the garbage plate. Chastity Davis. Don't be fooled by my name the only thing i abstain from is your bullshit sarah watkins filstein playtime is over this mom means business laura zelinski whether it's breast pumping or fist bumping this mama brings the party jill walsh i made it up the hill myself and i'll kick any jack off and finally diamonds aren't a girl's best friend john friedman is